Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Micro, a podcast for short but powerful writing. I'm your host, Drew Hawkins. This episode features pieces that loosely or explicitly involve dancing, dancing in spite of the world, dancing into another realm, and even skipping high school dances. Up first is a piece of prose whose beautiful description of simile and song creates an entire surreal world, and the title lends itself to the turn that happens near the end. It's called Stockholm Syndrome. It was written by Tijesti Mudigan and published by the Aurora Journal in spring 2021. Enjoy. Stockholm Syndrome. Perhaps it's just easier to stay, not allowing the ground to cling to you possessively, proud and rooted, a lumberjack's worst nightmare. But to twirl around in a gauzy cloud gown as tufts of thin taffeta distort vision filtered through the sunlight canopy and sweat beads glisten on moonlit skin and you shimmer like a human disco ball reflecting all the colors that surround you. The music wafts in slowly, then all at once, rolling, shrill, cacklingly loud, piercing your ears, songs inserting themselves into the resultant tolls, dangling mischievously like mismatched earrings. Raise your voice. Chant. Chant along with the fairies and the dwarves and the mermen and the muses. Speak your mind. Blurt out surreal phrases in strange languages that fit you like a mother tongue, and arms reach out to grab you, to wipe away the sheen of sweat from your forehead before the drops start to burn your eyes. Play along. Don't let anything jolt you out of your trance. You're the key, and no key has fit so perfectly into a lock before. Made for each other making history. They swirl and you bounce and you glide over the crackling bonfire that only tickles you, envelops your feet in a blanket of burning satin and you do not burn. Flames climb on high, licking the sparkling water-like necklace on your collarbone and still, you do not burn. The heat is closed off like you're a valley and it's burning a house on top of a mountain and yes, you do not burn. Well, you might, but at least you do not feel it. Frenzied exaltation commands every bit of your face, short wires the circuits in your brain, and you don't need to tell yourself this is completely fine. You already believe it. You've had the enchanted berries, the proverbial Kool-Aid. Quit searching for a reason to stay. It's easier. You swirl and you swirl and you dip and you twirl, waltzing with the flames grazing your cheek, and your chains of pearls wrap around you, enclosing you, choking you, but the pearls turn into thorn vines which start to rust into links of sturdy metal and whoever said fairies can't withstand iron. The sharp faces of the diamonds cut into you and the wood nymphs hold their breath as the sprays of ruby drops smack them in the face. 
The flames engulf you, and they have never seen anything more beautiful. And you? You are grateful to the fairies for letting you stay, for giving you a place to call home, as scorching as its bricks may be. You're so caught up in the sheer emotion of it all, you don't even realize. Your feet don't obey you anymore. You don't feel a thing. And you burn. Tisha St. Mudigan is a writer and student of biotechnology at the Indian Institute in Madras. Her work has been published in a variety of publications, and she's currently working on a novel about a group of time-traveling thieves. You can find her on Twitter at Earth2TJ. This next piece is something of a high school reunion, launching the past into the present. Not quite nostalgic, but not entirely free of memory. It's called Outtake. It was written by Mingpei Lee and published by Had on March 28, 2021. Enjoy. Outtake. After dinner. Johnny waved us into the living room and put on a new DVD he'd gotten, some teenage sitcom that was supposedly all the rage. Charles and I looked at each other, and it was as if we were back at Dome, sitting next to each other in Dr. Jansen's class or the auditorium. His eyes went slightly wide, while I narrowed mine, a subtle choreography. That was equal parts muscle memory and trust. The tilt of his head asked if we should stick around for a bit. Craig, who had invited us, stood by the sink stacking dishes. I pursed my lips, either way, but my eyes darted back to Craig. Charles nodded. We'd stay for a bit. The unease I had felt seeing Charles again in a foreign country was starting to fade, replaced by the warmth that, in my best memories, I had always felt towards him. It seemed like we were friends again. Craig brought over the half-drunk bottles of wine, and settled in beside me on the couch, while Charles sat on the floor with his back next to my legs. His head occasionally lolling onto my knee. I mussed his hair jokingly, and suggested that maybe he needed a haircut. He ducked his head. In the show, some high school kids were milling about at a school dance in a garishly decorated gym. I only caught every third or fourth line. Craig had tried to explain the show to me, but we digressed to talking about work. Charles seemed more into it, and I wondered if he was remembering any of our dreadful high school dances. Dome, for all its faults, was thankfully not a school that hosted many dances besides the obligatory rites of passage. Homecoming, which our group rarely went to. Junior prom, which I skipped, and senior prom, which I definitely skipped. 
Did your school have dances like that? I asked Craig. I suppose so, he said. Or I guess we'd go out somewhere. What about you? You and Charles went to quite a serious school, right? Yeah, we did have some dances, but I didn't go to that many, I said. Charles, what were dome dances like? Charles craned his neck and made a face. I mean, pretty bad. Terrible music, he said. I don't think I went to many more than you. Then, I've tried not to remember that period too much, if I'm honest. At those words, I felt myself tense. Why wouldn't he? I thought about the catastrophic trip to Boston, the blow-ups we had over Alex and Rue, the secrets I kept from him, and what he must have kept from me. No, Craig said, I don't remember it all that well either. School was years ago now. As if sensing something, He calibrated a perfectly flat tone, putting this to bed. I exhaled. The show ended, and Johnny clicked around in the DVD extras. Some jumpy, behind-the-scenes footage came up, shot by the actors. I stopped paying attention, before Johnny and Craig's laughter snapped me back. On screen... A distressed-looking man was filming some kind of monologue. He was saying, All I have is a body. It gets dirty and needs to sleep. Sometimes I wash it, and sometimes I go to sleep. Johnny howled. I felt a chill of recognition. Without thinking, I pitched forward to look at Charles, nearly spilling my wine. The sudden motion made me nauseous, and when Charles turned to face me, I could see that he had heard what I had heard, the dark undertone of that joke. It was just like something we'd have said at Dome, maybe something we had said, the kind of simple, nearly nonsensical mantra that you held on to and repeated through chronic sleep deprivation. Wasn't that a torture technique? How had they been allowed to do that to us? Four years of sleeping a couple hours a night, staying up for interminable amounts of problem sets and essays and projects and gossip, staying up to stave off the panic of a future they spun for us. How had we just let them? All I have is a body. Sometimes you eat the bear. Sometimes the bear eats you. Did he go to Dome with us, I said, weakly, trying to make a joke. Charles shook his head, then said quietly, I think I'm going to go. Ming-Pei Lee's poems have been published most recently in Waxwing and Muzzle Magazine, and have been nominated twice for the Pushcart Prize. You can find her on Twitter and Instagram at BRL, or on her website at mingpeilee.tumblr.com.
our final piece, is a heartbreaking poem that juxtaposes sound and imagery. We recommend that you check out the form on the page. It's called Unicorn Kids Dance Under the Moonlight 2. It was written by Jason Crawford and published by Split Lip Magazine on June 14th, 2020. Enjoy. Unicorn Kids Dance Under the Moonlight too. What is not soft here? A boy spilling out with glitter and gun oil. Moon child moves like his mother's tides. A body that is all awkward in legs. We teach them to dance, then tell them it's not natural to move their hips. What an image to be both a thug nigga and a bitch nigga. What duality we shotgun into our stomachs. Grief nodding at the end of the spine. Thug niggas ain't bitch niggas. Don't be so soft. The streets will scrape the cotton right out of you. We make a man out of anyone nowadays. Boys sparkling like his grandma's gaudy earrings. Dead fish limp wrist boy. Dangling from the jaws of the block, left mangled and shimmering in a rhinestone's blood. What is not soft here that cannot also be pierced by fangs? We stare the beast in the mouth and dare it not to bite. Dance around his tongue and wait to be swallowed. My block will never love me back. Not until I can produce a body made of less glitter. So what is not soft here that is not also dead? There has to be a place for all us dead shining boys. I dream of a mother, not mine, contoured and glowing, kissing each one of our foreheads and saying, black boy, it's okay to dance. Black boy, it's okay to dance. Black boy, it's okay to dance, dance. Black boy, dance. They are no longer watching. It's okay. Move your hips like the tide crashing. Jason B. Crawford is a poet born in Washington, D.C. and raised in Lansing, Michigan. You can find them on Twitter and Instagram at Jason B. Crawford or on their website at jasonbcrawford.com. Micro is edited and curated by Dylan Evers and produced and hosted by me, Drew Hawkins. Our theme song is by Matt Ordez. You can find all the information about this episode's writers, their featured work, and the publications where they were published, as well as a transcription of this episode in the show notes. Subscribe to the show on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts and check out some of our other episodes. We're also on YouTube, so if you need subtitles, check us out there. And of course, you can always find our shows at micropodcast.org, and you can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Podcast Micro. Thanks for listening.